There are places west of the Missouri where gambling stakes are rather high. This is particularly true when the wager depends on a man's life. Well, I'm a roving gambler, I've seen most every town Whenever I meet with a deck of cards, I lay my money down Lord, I lay my money down, yeah, I lay my money down Queens and I won with a couple of queens. I met me a friend in Frisco, Lady Luck was her name. Well, I couldn't even lose with a pair of twos till a woman got in the game. Lord, a redhead got in the game, yeah, a woman got in the game. Let's go way up west. New tastes. Part three. The honky tonkers. If you don't want to lose your freedom, if you care about your life, don't get in a game with a red-headed thing. You'll win yourself a wife. Lord, you win yourself a wife. You got yourself a wife. Well, howdy out there in Radio Land. It's your good old friendly neighborhood DJ Austin here. Roaming the range out in the mid-valley. And let me tell you, there's a lot of weird and strange stuff out here. And we do our best to try and at least... Bring you a little bit of entertainment, even when things are wild and wonderful out on the range. We're picking up a yarn that we started oh, a few weeks back, where the frontier gentleman came to visit, joined our campfire, and decided to tell us a few tales of what it's like to wander around the Old West. And certainly I invite him to stay a spell when he's in the neighborhood because, uh, well, he's just that darn good. And it looks like we got a few other people who have wandered over to sit around the campfire this eve, and I, I do appreciate it. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Please uh, d- 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 sit down in the chat and uh, stay a spell. We got uh, 
uh, Uvra, uh, howdy out there. Uh, Imaginos, uh, certainly uh, 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 no stranger to this part. And uh, Chris O, hey, how you doing out there, partner? It's always nice to see H uh, dropping in for a spell. And uh, of course, we got Polly from Clifton. Howdy out there. And, uh, oh, uh, sarcophagi, you, you are certainly a, 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 a fine addition to uh, our, our campfire. By the way, I, I do, did appreciate that uh, show you just put on for all of us while we were waiting uh, to uh, enjoy uh, uh, this hour. And I, I have to say, a, a lot of great tunes and a wonderful conversation. And so always a pleasure to hang out in the wiggle room when sarcophagi is around. Uh, and, and, and actually, it was, it was a, a delight to hang out with a... The very last uh, Maraschino Melodrama crowd, too. Uh, gotta tell you, I'm gonna miss that show. Keeps me uh, keeps me warm at night on these uh, lonesome prairies. But yeah, we we got a lot of a lot of fun uh, fun things happening this eve, and uh, we're hopefully gonna uh, bring you a story or two. Now, the frontier gentlemen, for those of you who may not uh, remember from last time, uh, this is uh, one of those English folks. Uh, came over from uh, from the island uh, to do a little bit of roaming and uh, seeing what the, what the Old West was actually like to make sure the accounts uh, they were reading were actually uh, adding up. So yeah, more of the Frontier Gentlemen this uh, this afternoon and evening, and I do have the window open. Uh, so uh, if things sound a little strange here in the Lava Lamp Lounge, like maybe a vehicle is backing up or something... Well, you know, uh, we'll just have to ride our horses deeper into the into the mid valley, I guess. But enough of that uh, nonsense. Let's uh, let's get back to the story at hand. It looks like the the, the gentleman himself has uh, uh, stepped on up to the campfire, and we're in a different part of the uh, mid valley this uh, this evening. It's a, it's a bit of a stranger part of, of the place where it seems like card games are uh, in the mix, and uh, well, you never know what's around the corner. Stick around for Mid-Valley Mutations here on uh, Sheena's Jungle Room. One of the best places to uh, hang out on a Tuesday or a Monday or uh, any old day of the week, actually. Now, let's see where this story takes us. Thank you, WFMU. You're a real treat to have around. I had stayed in Montana Territory hoping for an interview with Sitting Bull or even Crazy Horse. But General Crook's attack across the Tongue River put an end to that hope, at least for the time being. And so, with a full-fledged Indian war exploding around me, I had no choice but to remain where I was. The settlement with a normal population of perhaps a hundred had swollen to four times that number. The saloon keeper, gambler, and others were doing a thriving business, and the... The most popular spot in town was undoubtedly a place bearing the rather, oh, sanguinary legend, Jug of Blood. It was what is known as a honky-tonk. I was passing outside when the trouble began. The doors flew open and half a dozen brawling men erupted in the street. In sheer self-defense, I became a combatant. The home and kitchen center. Crown. Round one, fight! 
Roger should have a cedar finish. Son of a gun. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of those? Uh, how should I know I wasn't playing? I just heard it all. Yeah. You know, if there's anything I hate, it's uh, no good cheating. Son of a gun. Yes. Bad form. Uh, I don't blame you. Hey, well, what's your hurry? now, if you'll pardon me. Hey, come on in and have a drink. No, I don't think so. Thank you. Oh, come on. There's mighty pretty little gals in there. Yeah. You know, Jake Hunter hired them all the way out from back east. It was on the way up to Virginia City. There's two ruckus was held them old. I'm sorry to hear it, but now, really, I must be going. Oh, mister, you ain't seen such dancing, such carrying on. I'll be a son of a gun if I'll let you move on without seeing the nicest bit of female woman of flesh this side of St. Louis. Son of a gun, come on, let's go. You won't be sorry. <laughs> Well, it's kind of early. It's still a little quiet. You'll warm up by and by. Hey, her name is Smith, Walleye Smith. J.B. Kendall, Mr. Smith. Howdy. Hey, what are you drinking? Oh, I'll take a beer if you don't mind. Oh, it'll make no never mind to me. Jake? Yeah? A beer from a pound of whiskey for me. Tell Andy to bring him over. Okay. J.B. Kendall, huh? J.B. Hey, you any kin to Arizona Kendall's down the Tombstone? No. What's your business, mister? I'm inside from fight. I'm a newspaper correspondent. Oh. Hmm. Well, I'm a cowpuncher myself. Got paid off last week. This here's a good place to spend your money. <laughs> hey, how do you like that there picture over the bar? Ain't she something? <laughs> there's quite a bit of her, isn't there? What'd you say? I say there's quite a bit of her, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. A little out of proportion here and there. Ample. Oh, son of a gun! I like you, Kendall. I like you. 
Um, I don't think he is taking kindly to your friend Annie's suggestion. 
He's a raunchy buzzard, ain't he? He's drunker than all. Um, I say, uh, look here, old boy. We don't want to cause any more trouble. You and your young lady have a nice evening. I'll be running along. Oh, sit down. Huh? I owe you for that fight. I always pay my debt. Well, here they come. Ladies, meet J.B. Kent. Uh, this here is Crystal, J.B. Crystal, how do you do? Go on, sit in his life, sweetheart. The poor uh, fellow ain't feeling his oats yet. Well, well, no, I, I'm, I'm sure Miss Crystal will be much more comfortable in a chair. Come here, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, would you, um, be careful a drink? No, thanks. Oh. Uh, the, the, the gentleman you were dancing with, uh, he seems rather upset. Oh. Are you sure I can't get you something? What's the matter? You don't like me? Ain't I good enough to sit in your lap?
something inside. Oh, not at all. I'd be delighted, but... Uh, but I'm Wild Bill Bastion. Ain't no man nor dog would take my gal away from me. You riding hurt on Christmas, I'm Bill? I riding hurt on no one. But I paid good hard cash, and I'm going to have my dance out. You go rattle hocks out of here. And I said good hockey to you, all right. Gentlemen, I think the language is getting a trifle right. After all, there are ladies present. Well, who are you, you son of a gun? The name is Kendall. Well, good hockey to you, You Kendall. have your ride, mister. I ain't dancing no more with you. He'd like to stop I'll my feet off, Mr. Kendall. I rather, think, I rather think it's up to the lady. Don't you, chum? Lady? She ain't no lady. Bill. Son of a gun. Bill, I'm right. giving you one second to rattle hawks out, and then I'm going to blow your ears off. No, 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 no. Oh, no need of that, are. Mrs. Smith. You'll go along quietly, won't you, Mr. Baskin? Oh, you think you're a pretty big son of a gun, don't you? Well, you don't stampede me, mister. Now, come on, girl. Oh, Not at all polite. You're breaking my heart. Then, then be a good chap, and as Mr. Smith puts it, go rattle your heart. Ain't no son of a gun telling me what to do. I'm Wild Bill Baskin. You killed me. What's he mean, you killed him? He shot himself. You didn't even draw on him. I don't allow no gun shooting in here. Uh, Jake, it's Bill Baskin. He aimed to salivate Mr. Kendall here, and he killed himself instead. Oh, that silly son of a gun. Now, you boys, you get him up out of there. That, that rug cost me $300. Will somebody get a doctor? He's not dead. Yeah, I bet he is. How much you bet, mister? He ain't dead. I've seen him move. Look. Why don't you shut your mouth? Get him off my rug. Take him in back. You can put him on the faro table. Give me a hand. Yeah, sure. Somebody yeah. find a doctor, please. Ain't no doctor except my army surgeon. He's getting himself scalped oh, by his nose. Well, that too ain't no doctor around here. Yeah. I never knew Carefully him. Carefully huh? Carefully. Oh, I'll break up the game, boy. There's a goner here. Needs a table. Come on, brother. I tell you, all right, all right, boys. Put him down. I'm dying, boy. Give me a drink. I'll get it. Put him down, I said. Put him down. Right, you there. Oh.
Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 3. The Honky Tonkers. Well, howdy out there. It's me, Austin, here on Sheena's Jungle Room and uh, WFMU. And we're just having a great old time here, hanging out around the campfire, way down yonder in uh, this neck of the mid-valley, listening to some frontier gentlemen's stories. I snuck off the other day to try to uh, pan for some gold, and uh, I mean, let me tell you, I am uh, coming up short these days. So it's, it's always a treat to uh, hang out with some people and help them uh, take my mind off of my troubles. But certainly, uh, if you want to join us here in the chat, you should. You should come on down to uh, uh, the, the the chat, uh, Sheena's Jungle Room. Well, just gotta. Uh, Oh, well, you know, join us and, and, and we'll uh, treat you right. I think uh, Sarkoff guy is cooking up a little something for y'all. So, uh, yeah, yeah, join us. Namely, uh, you want to go to wfmu.org forward slash Sheena. And, uh, that'll that'll uh, set you right up. Let me tell you. We've been listening to some uh, some uh, final tunes here, but uh, I think uh, y'all are mostly invested in this here story. Now, uh, for those who are joining in a little bit late, let me let me uh, catch you right up. Uh, what we got here is a frontier gentleman uh, exploring the old west happens to stumble upon a classic honky tonk, and he's never seen such a thing, so he decides to go in for a spell and hang out, and a uh, 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 fight erupts. He gets caught up in it, and soon enough. He's face to face with somebody who is mistakenly thinks that uh, he's taken his gal. Nonetheless, uh, some words are spoken, and uh, looks like one of these uh, gentlemen is now finding himself with a bit of a bullet caught way up in his innards. And a uh, frontier gentleman is uh, wondering what to do next. It's the old West stories that. Uh, get a little gruesome sometimes especially if you're a little more honest and we got a fun little chat here going with uh, Sarcophagi and Imaginos and uh, H and uh, oh it looks like uh, Ovra's and, uh, in the chat too uh, talking about Adam Ant and whatnot. why well, I bet there's even some lurkers out there that aren't even talking about the lap dances in this week's episode but it's alright if they are we are Well, I probably shouldn't jaw too much here because we should get back to the tales. But uh, just uh, hang out and make sure yourselves are having a good time. And uh, uh, please, uh, whatever you do, uh, don't go nowhere. Uh, Sheena's Jungle Room on WFMU is uh, basically where you want to spend all your free time. Day or night. I'm going to try not to uh, uh, do too many of these... uh, Way Out West shows, but uh, I'm kind of on a little bit of a, a tear, as they say, so uh, uh, who knows? I'll, I'll try to drop something into the uh, alternate every once in a while. You know, we we, got, we do have Arvo Zilo coming up in, on 4th of July to do a, a, a fine old uh, program, 
I, I, I assume, uh, given the date, that he'll uh, do a, a fine, upstanding American program with all sorts of wonderful tunes that uh, really celebrate the, 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 the nation's uh, most important aspects. Uh, but uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll just do something else. Well, anyway, let us get into the, 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 the tale, as they say. It's the frontier gentleman here, as we go way out west on Mid-Valley Mutations and Sheena's Jungle Room, where the lava lamps are lit bright and uh, the stars are out at night. Enjoy. See me now. Annie, see if you can find some bandages. Clean rag, hot water. Sure. And don't you fret, Bill. Right. You're going to be just fine. Well, i got to get back to the bar. Anything you boys need, you let me know. Whiskey's on the house, Batson. You're a good man, Jay. I'll put in a word for you when I get where I'm going. Jay, will you do that? So long. All right, now. Let's get that jacket off, Batson. Oh. Mister... You're treating me like I, I don't deserve it. Don't talk now. Smith, get the other arm. Uh, sure. Hey. No, I'm not. Now, wait a minute. Now, look, I, I ain't kidding you. These are my dying words. I... <coughs> I tried to kill you. Yeah. In my drink, I, I, I tried to, and it's heavy on my kind. Well, I sure wish I had me a preacher to make my peace with. Bill, will you shut your uh, son of a gun mouth and let us get this here no, jacket off of yeah. you? I ain't careful now. Uh, uh, there we are. Now I have to tear the shirt. No. No, boy. This here's my my bare shirt. I I want to be buried in it. Here's the whiskey, Bill. Let me uh, chop his head up. Crystal, you angel of mercy. That, that's what you are, Crystal, you... Crystal girl, I ask him your forgiveness, sweetheart. I acted purely like a boom tail with you. Forget it, Bill. Finish your drink. Doesn't look mean, don't it, Mr. Smith? Smith, Smith's mother here. Just hold it still. I reckon he ain't got long. Now, if he don't bleed to death, it's gangrene for sure. Now, we can stop the bleeding, I think. But we've got to get that bullet out. Oh, ain't nobody around here crazy enough to try that. Ain't no sense carving up the poor son of a gun. Let him die comfortable like he doesn't have to die. There might be a chance. Will you help? Help what? Operate on him. You're loco. There's nothing to lose. How about another drink, boy? I'm going fast. All right, Give him all he wants, Crystal. Keep pouring it into him. Now you think it's fitting for a man to die drunk? I think it's fitting for a man not to feel any more pain than he has to. What you doing with that knife? I told you I'm going to take that bullet out of him. If you want to help me, good. If not, you'll oblige me by rattling your hocks out of here. Never had a time Girl, I don't want 
Some men who possess a rather odd sentimentality about pain and death. They don't hesitate to empty a gun into a living body. With clear and shining conscience, they do this deed. But for those same men to retrieve a life, to cut into flesh to do so, that is a different matter. Walleye Smith was of this type. The thought of operating on Bill Bascom offended his sense of delicacy. Oh, you ain't no doc. You can't do that. I can very well try. Bandages, so I tore a sheet off. And here's your water. Good girl. Put it down on the table. Now, which one of you ladies will help? I will. Oh, sure. Me too. All right. We'll try to stop the bleeding first. How do you feel, Bill? I'm dying, partner. How about another drink? Annie. Sure. Crystal, take some sheeting. Press it over the wound. Keep holding it there. The son of a gun, Kendall, I say you can't do it. My dear fellow, will you step over here for a moment? Now, now Smith, look here. The fact that Bascom might die is partially my fault. How come? He shot himself. Circumstances. Excuse me. Well, you ain't no doc. So you said. You'll kill him. If we're lucky, I won't. If a man's luck runs out, that's the end. Don't pay to go again, nature. At a less pressing moment, I should be delighted to enter into a philosophical discussion with you, Smith, but not just now. Now, be a good person. Don't argue.
arguing, you son of a gun. I'm telling you, you ain't going to cut Bill up. Smith, I took you for something more than a thick-headed clubhopper. I see I was mistaken. Oh, mister, you go on talking like that, there's going to be another dying man in here. Oh, dear. Awfully sorry. <coughs> Gotten him to melt that bullet. <laughs> Wishful thinking, my dear. Bill. I'm going to take the bullet out. You'll do. All right, Crystal. Take a handful of rags. And when I tell you, wipe the blood away. What do you want me to do? Hold his hand and try to keep him still. Ready? Yes. Here we go.
didn't know how deeply the bullet had penetrated. I could only guess at its approximate direction. I made an incision. I know. Will you get out? No, no, not me. I got money on Bill. Anybody else want to make a little bet? Yeah. Fifty's still alive in two hours. Odds on that, two get you one. A fit. White. Oh, why don't you go on out? We're trying to save him. You go right on trying, Annie. Anybody else? Well, I'd like maybe... Uh... Kendall, what do you think? Has he got a chance? How the devil should I know? Sure is a mess, ain't he? Hey, poor old Bill, he was a good man. Yeah, sure could top a horse. Yeah. Jake, 200, he's still alive come 4 o'clock. Uh, midnight now, I'll take it. All right, now, Candle, you son of a gun, you pull him through. You want a chance to win? Oh, sure I do. Get these people out. 
Oh, come on, Jake. No, no, come no. On. I'm staying. I got a big investment in that boy. Very well. I'm finished. You stay here. I won't go on. Let him die. I oh, see. Let him die. All right, all right, all right. We'll wait outside. Now, Walleye, you stay. You give us a word every five minutes. Well, sure. Oh, hold it, hold it. Oh, yeah. down. Hold it. I got you, Billy boy. Yeah. Rest easy. Easy. Now, I can't find it. I can't. Can't find it. Give me a rag, Crystal. Here. Thank you. Mm. Look at the color of him. He's going. Annie, give him whiskey. Quickly. I never did see a piece of lead dug out before. Son of a gun. Hey, everybody, he got it out. And the son of a gun is still alive. up the wound, made him as comfortable as he could. He'd lost a great deal of blood and was terribly weak. There was nothing to do now but wait. The two girls stayed in a room with me, and there was something very different about them. Both were far from being beautiful, but there was a softness, a quality of 
loveliness which made their garish costumes seem completely out of place. Howdy. Uh, How's he coming? Uh, About the same. You know, there's better than 10,000 been bed outside. 3.30 now, you you think he'll live till 4? He might. I got 200 says he got to. And obviously he's got to. (laughs) Kind of funny if he does pull through, though, huh? It'll be a miracle. He ain't a bad son of a gun. Sure looks white. Why? Almost like a kid, don't he? Uh, anything I can do, Kendall. Say a prayer if you feel like it. Yeah, I, I ain't a praying man, but I, I hope he makes it. Uh, not on account of my 200. I just hope he makes it. For you, that's the prayer, Smith. <clears throat> You'll have a drink. No, no, thank you. Well, I, I, I'll go out and, and keep them all quiet. Yes, that's a good idea. Mister. Yes, Crystal. I know a prayer. You think it'd help? I don't know. It might. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff. Bascom. Bascom. Bill? How do you feel? Bill? Can you hear me, Bascom? I'm dying, boy. Give me a drink. In heaven there is no view That's why we drink it here And when we're gone from here Well, our friends will be drinking all the beer Everybody sing! In heaven, 
Wild Bill Bascom didn't die. A number of people won money because of it, and a number of others lost. Mr. Smith insisted on dividing his winnings with me. During his presentation speech, he was so overcome that not once did he refer to me as a son of a gun. An omission I was happy to overlook. Son of a gun! Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 4. Kendall's Last Stand.
Well, howdy out there, everybody. And a mighty fine good hello to all those out in Radio Land listening to Sheena's Jungle Room and WFMU. We do our best to try to deliver top quality programming, especially during the summer. Let me tell you, those summer months, they are difficult sometimes. And so, what I decided was me and Mitch, you're going to get on our horses, old trigger here, and uh, head on out into the mid-valley, deep, deep out into the west. Places we ain't never been. And, well, I mean, those of us uh, who were there last time, you remember, we ran into the Frontier Gentleman, and he was so kindly with all of his stories and whatnot that we gave him an invite to come on back to our campfire any old time he wanted to. And so he done did. Now, I I do declare that story uh, we just heard about the honky-tonkers you learn a bit there about the Frontier Gentleman. It seems like he might have a little bit of uh, medical skills. Possibly uh, those he picked up when he was uh, in the military, as he uh, discussed back in Chapter 1. That is one of the things about hanging out with the Frontier Gentleman is that he never tells you direct. But you do learn, every once in a while, a little something about his life. We've been hearing all sorts of good tunes and whatnot, and I do hope you're hanging out in the chat. And if you're not, uh, you should join us, wfmu.org forward slash Sheena. That's where all the cool kids hang out. And, uh, yeah, we got ourselves a a little bit of grub hanging out here, and the the horses are just uh, nestled around the corner, so they're they're, uh, just uh, getting ready for old bedtime. But before we uh, turn in, we do like to roll a few cigarettes sit around the campfire take a few nips off of our flasks and uh, hear a few tales of the Old West. And it looks like we got uh, Mr. Fab hanging out here with us along with uh, Heather. Thanks for joining. Imaginos, Mike Rogers, by the way, who hosts a fantastic program, uh, or I should say his pet AI does, on uh, Monday nights. Uh, which uh, you should check out. So, uh, it's a quite compelling uh, uh, two hours. Uh, I, I found myself riveted. Of course, I, I had to finish up my, all my chores before I could listen, but uh, that is uh, the price you pay to listen to good radio. I think we mentioned Imaginos. Eric Overt, uh, thank you for, for, for stepping in. Uh, uh, please uh, stay a spell. Uh, and, and if you can uh, mention some more uh, 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 films uh, that we uh, have missed, uh, we, we do uh, appreciate a good film education now and then. Some of us do, anyway. Deal. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, get back into the stories now. Here, now, uh, Frontier gentleman, he he been all over the place, and uh, he he he's seen a lot and he done a lot. Uh, and so uh, I think uh, every so often uh, we hear a tale of uh, when his uh, life was on the line. Just like in this one coming up here, Kendall's Last Stand. This one's a doozy, so uh, stick around. It's uh, the Sheena's Jungle Room here on WFMU, Mid-Valley Mutations. Trying it 
summer style with a little bit of country twang. Enjoy. Sooner or later, every man eats his waterloo, even in Montana Territory. At the time Colonel Custer was meeting his, I very nearly met mine. I might be moving to Montana soon Just to raise me up a crop of dental floss Raising it up Waxing it down In a little white box that I can sell uptown By myself I wouldn't have no boss But I'd be raising my lonely Well, I just might grow me some beans, but I'd leave the sweet stuff to somebody else. But then, on the other hand, I would keep the wax and melt it down. Luck some floss and swish it around. I'd have me a crop, and it'd be on top. That's why I'm moving to Montana. Moving to Montana soon. Gonna be a dental floss tycoon. Yes, I am. Moving to Montana soon. Thank you. 
gonna find me a horse just about this big and ride him all along the borderline with a pair of heavy duty zircon encrusted tweezers in my hand every other wrangler would say I was mighty grand by myself I wouldn't have no boss but I'd be raising my lonely dental flaws Ride along the border With my tweezers gleaming in the moonlighty night And then I get a cup of coffee And give my foot a push Just me and the pygmy pony Over by the dental floss And then I might just Jump back on And ride like a cowboy Into the dawn of Montana Into Montana received permission to accompany a troop of soldiers and packers up the Yellowstone to the mouth of Rosebud Creek and through the kindness of a Lieutenant Snow in charge of the supply depot, I'd found quarters aboard the river steamer far west. There was an air of expectancy about. A scout had brought news that the main concentration of the Sioux Army had been sighted somewhere between the Rosebud and the Bighorn. It was Lieutenant Snow who informed me. Well, they've sent Custer in the seventh, Mr. Kendall. We'll see an end to it now. He'll finish the Sioux. I wish I had known. I'd like to have gone with him. Well, maybe Custer will bring back Sitting Bull or a crazy horse. You'll be able to have your interviews. <laughs> I've about given up hope. Oh, don't worry. If they're still alive when the colonel's through with them, you'll get your chance. Glad to hear it. Oh, they should have let Custer attack the Sioux a long time ago. Well, now you'll see. He'll massacre them. Lieutenant. Oh, How are you, Mr. Kendall? Well, thank you, Captain. Lieutenant, just got word there are civilians up at Castle Butte. I haven't got anybody else for the job, so you'll have to do it. Bring them in, Captain? Yes. We haven't had any reports of enemy movement in that area, but watch yourself. I can't spare you more than four men and a crow scout. Now, if you do run into hostiles, turn back. Don't engage them. That's in order, Snow. Yes, sir. And the civilians? Well, that's their lookout. They were ordered in a month ago. If you can get them out safely, good. If not, don't risk the lives of your men. There's been enough heroics around here. I won't risk the lives of the men, sir. Very sensible. See that you don't. Now, you'll leave immediately, and the location is here. You better cross west to Porcupine Creek and then head north. Uh, Captain Thomas, I I wonder, if Lieutenant Snow has no objection, may I go with him? Well, I don't suppose there's any reason why you shouldn't. Snow? Fine with me, sir. 
I thought you'd want to be here, Mr. Kendall, when the conquering hero returns. Make an interesting story for your London Times. I beg your pardon? Oh, we'll be back in time, Mr. Kendall. Captain Thomas is referring to Colonel Custer. Oh. The young lieutenant and I don't see eye to eye about the colonel. No, we don't, sir. Well, it's a matter of opinion. I won't bore you with mine, Mr. Kendall. Uh, Snow, he'll issue a horse and a rifle to Mr. Kendall and see that he signs for them. Yes, sir. Good luck. There are times when it's hard to remember rank. The trouble with him is he's not West Point. He resents anybody else who is. Well, you've just had a good look at professional jealousy, Kendall. Odd. I wouldn't have thought that of the captain. Oh, pretty obvious, isn't it? Come along. We'd better get going. You see, the captain thinks it was a mistake to send Custer after the Sioux. Oh, uh, why? Well, our military genius is of the opinion that Custer's a bad soldier. Out for personal gain, that he's too impetuous, that it'll make a mess of things. Uh, of course, there's also the incidental point that Thomas is a captain. Two years older than Custer, who's a colonel. And uh, that's where I say the trouble <laughs> is. When I was in the army in India, I had an officer who affected me that way. He was a colonel, too. Dreadful old blunderbuss. <laughs> I was positive I knew more than he did. Well, did you? Well, as a matter of fact, I did. He ordered us to attack a Sikh stronghold. There must have been 2,000 tribesmen, and we had about 400 lancers. I suggested it might be a mistake, and he nearly died of apoplexy. <laughs> I somehow wish he had. Only 30 of us got out of that mess alive.
Our destination was some 15 miles north and west of the mouth of Rosebud Creek. There were seven of us. Lieutenant Snow, Sergeant Wilson, three troopers, and a Crow Indian scout with the intriguing name of Six Toes. Intriguing because, as far as I could determine, he had only five on each foot. We had traveled fast without incident when the scout brought us to a halt. Smoke over hill near Castle Butte. Any sign of Sioux or Cheyenne? Have been passing this way. Maybe small party, seven, eight. Sergeant? How long ago, Six Toes? Walk a mile, maybe less. He means 20 minutes or less. Ah. Sir? Six Toes says there's a sign of the enemy, Wilson. Smoke just over the hill. Now, they may have attacked the party we're looking for. Stay here and keep your eyes open. I'm going to ride up the hill and take a look. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd, I'd like to come along. All right, Kendall. Six Toes, you too. Here. Can't see what it's coming from. Trees are in the way. Well, if it's a raiding party, we might still get them. See that canyon to the left? We could ride through there. Well, nasty place for an ambush, though. Well, worth the chance. We'd come up under cover of the trees. Not good place if Sue got big party waiting. No reason why they should. There haven't been any reports of any big war parties up here. Probably a few renegades. Sergeant Wilson? Uh, look here, old boy. <laughs> It's none of my business, but four men in those rocks could hold off a small army. Wouldn't it be safer to take the direct approach? Open country? You'd stand a better chance. Mr. Kendall, I don't know how you fought in India, but over here, surprise tactics are the only way. Beat the Indian at his own game, outguess him. Yes, very sound. When you can do it. What is it, Lieutenant? You see that canyon, Sergeant? We're going through. If the Sioux are where the smoke is, we're going to take them by surprise, wipe them out. Oh, you hear that? Settlers are holding more. Kendall, if you want to stay here, we'll pick you up on our way back. I think I'd rather come along. Don't want to miss the fun.
that you just gotta buy a gun Ain't it fun cause you're taking care of number one Ain't it fun when you just, 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 just can't find your tongue Just stuck it way too deep in something that really stung Ain't it fun, such fun, such fun, 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 fun Somebody came to me and they spit right in my face but I didn't even feel it, it was such a disgrace I broke the window, smashed my fist right through the glass But I couldn't even feel it, it just happened too fast It was fun, such fun, such fun Oh, such fun, such fun, such fun oh. Snow sitting erect in his saddle, eyes sparkling with excitement. 
a smile on his lips. I had seen such a look before in young subalterns going into their first battle, unafraid, not knowing. Up The mouth of the canyon drew closer. The shadows reached out to us. Then we were in it, the walls looming on either side. When the day-
Meg Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 4. Kendall's Last Stand. Well, howdy out there, everybody. Seems like uh, Kendall's got himself into a bit of a fix this time. Or as I like to call him, the Frontier Gentleman. And certainly, uh, it looks like he might not escape this one because, uh, well, he's got canyons to the left of him and dangerous opponents to the right of him, and it really could be the Frontier Gentleman's last stand. Well, of course, he's here to tell us the story, so we know everything's going to be all right, but it's might as well just enjoy ourselves uh, anyway, because uh, we got uh, Heather and Imaginos uh, hanging out in the chat here. How y'all doing out there? Having a good time, I hope. Seems like the, uh, uh, the, the food's getting a little slim, but uh, it's okay. It's probably getting uh, nearish to uh, switching over to a little bit of raw whiskey, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> so, so, why don't you pass that bottle around and uh, we'll get to the, the tail end of the tale our friend is telling. Now, we hope that you uh, are enjoying uh, yourselves here on Sheena's Jungle Room and WFMU. But uh, uh, don't forget that it is also uh, Mid-Valley Mutations that brings you these kinds of stories here from the Lava Lamp Lounge. And uh, uh, we do enjoy doing this. Uh, it's quite fun. It's the best way to spend a Tuesday evening, if I do say so myself. Although I have been known to spend a Monday this way as well. As a Friday and a Thursday, too. Well, just about any old day of the week, actually. Well, you know, during the summertime, Mitch and I like to head on out into the deepest, weirdest parts of the western mid-valley and uh, just see what we can find. We like to call it going way out west. So, uh... Now, I do have to warn you, uh, occasionally, uh, especially when uh, you have some uh, contemporary people uh, talking about uh, 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 their adventures in the Old West, uh, you're going to run into some uh, situations where they're discussing things that just uh, do not set right with us modern folk. And uh, I, I am not here to condone the ways of the frontier gentlemen or any of the uh, things that are mentioned in the story that follows, but I do declare that it is a fascinating time capsule of its era and uh, we do hope that you can uh, listen uh, beyond some of the more garish uh, elements of the narrative that has been put forth and that uh, you can just sit back and uh, hopefully enjoy the adventure aspect therein nonetheless uh, uh, be on the lookout this, this next section gets a little weird It's the Frontier Gentleman going way out west here on Mid-Valley Mutations. And uh, I thank y'all for sitting down and enjoying my campfire. Now let's get back to the story. 
I didn't look back. I knew from the sound of that first volley what had happened. And when I emerged from the canyon, there was only one other man a short distance behind me. It was the Crow Indian scout. Go around the trees! Don't go through! Yeah. Now take a look. See if anyone's alive in there. I'll try the smaller cabin. Where are the others? I... We didn't expect to find anyone alive. I saw you on the hill. Fired the shots. I was afraid you'd go away. We'd better go inside. All burned in other cabin. He's an Indian. He's not coming in. Six Toes is a crow scout for the army. A friend. I heard shooting in the canyon. Did the soldiers kill them? I'm afraid not. We were the only ones to escape. They saw you. That's why they left. Now they'll come back. How many were there? Seven. To begin with. We killed two. Well... Not so bad. We should be able to defend us quite nicely, I think. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Six toes. I'm going out with the horses to get the rest of the ammunition and our canteens. Cover me from the window. Oh there, ho. Oh boy. Quiet. Quiet boy. There. I'm sorry. That was a very foolish thing to do. I'm all right now. Good. I've got a gun and ammunition. I know how to shoot. Couldn't be better. Six toes, keep watch where you are. The lady and I will take this side. My name is Amelia Mitchell. How do you do? I'm J.B. Kendall. Did... Did you see a little boy out there? In the other cabin? No, but perhaps he... He was in there. With my brother and the other men. They were putting up a stockade when the Indians started to shoot. I was in here getting some nails. I saw what happened through the window. It was so quick. Then there was the fire and the cries. I hope he died before the fire. Your boy? My son. Ten years old. It's not... Right, is it? No, it's not right. You, tall man. Yes? Indians coming, Cheyenne. See them through trees. Where? Wait, you see. There. All right. Now don't waste shots. We'll wait for them to come out into the open.
waited for the Cheyenne to come out into the clearing, away from the cover of the trees, but they didn't. Neither did we get a chance for a decent shot at them. The sun began to go down. Shadows lengthened. In the little cabin, a shaft of pale sunlight poured through a crack in the heavy shutters. It was very warm. Amelia Mitchell, possibly 35. Rather tall, her face glistening in the heat, the Winchester rifle held firm in her broad hands. I was suddenly and unaccountably very conscious of her. They must be waiting for nightfall. Possibly. Anything on your side, six toes? Nothing moves. You're English, aren't you? Hmm? Uh, yes. Where did you go to school, Oxford? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was Cambridge. Oh. Disappointed? No. I thought it would be Oxford. If my boy had lived, I would have liked him to go to Oxford or Harvard. One of those fine colleges. Strange talking about him now. As though he'd been gone a long time. I suppose I never did have him, really. Not really. Was your... Husband in the other cabin? No. I've never been married. I came out here with my brother. He thought it would be best for... for us, my boy and me. Best to make a new life. Oh, well, I... You don't have to be embarrassed now that the boy is gone. I'm glad to talk about it. I was a school teacher. After the war, I met a man. He was a returning hero. It was lonely. I never saw him again after that one time. You could have married. No. A decent man wouldn't have wanted that. Well, for me, there was somebody in England. I suppose not quite the same thing, but... Well, she married somebody else. I think I felt very much the same way as you did. It was a mistake. It's funny, you and me, you and I, talking like this. What were you doing here? My brother and the others were in partnership, mining. We thought we might have found a rich vein. Well, when this is over, you'll be very rich. Do the things, see what you've always wanted to, go to Europe, England. Is Lieutenant Snow. They are... I know. There's nothing we can do. Better go back to your post. Soon dark comes, tall man. Maybe then they attack. Is not good thing to hear. That's a pretty good reason why they're doing it. You afraid? I am a crow. I'm not afraid of noise. I know what Cheyennes do. Of this I am afraid. We'll try a diversion. Might bring them out. And no more than three rounds each. Fire between the trees. Perhaps one of us will be lucky enough to hit poor old Snow.
It was no good. I knew that with darkness, they would come. There would be no moon. They would wait and then set fire to the cabin. If we tried to run out, it would be mercifully quick. A bullet, nothing more. I'm not sure what it was that made me decide the sight of the woman standing next to me or the sound of Lieutenant Snow's agony. But suddenly, I knew what had to be done. Look here. We can wait until they burn us out or we can do something. Sixtoes, will you go out there with me? We are two against them. Woman, no good. She will stay here. I'm not afraid to die as my father has done fighting Cheyenne, but would like to take one scalp with me, Torment. In a few... In a few minutes, it should be dark enough. If we can get out of here without them seeing us. And no rifles. We'll take our pistols, but I don't want to use them unless we absolutely have to. Hatchet. And knife, quietly. Is good. Now the back window. Then cut around behind them in the trees. They not think white man will do this. Well, I hope not. Woman fires into trees many times while we go. Yes, and uh, keep it up for a minute or two. Give us a chance to get out of there. Out there. All right. I think you know what to do if we don't come back, Miss Mitchell. I know. Goodbye, Mr. Kendall. Start firing. Wait. Oh, the poor Walla. Quietly now, six toes. Mm, you make good Indian. Won't be long now, Snow. Won't be long. I can see two of them. Standing over the lieutenant. Another over there, behind high bush. Yes, that's three. Where's the other two? All right, stay here. I'll get the chappy at the bush. You bring back scalp. And the civilized devil, of course not. You get him? I get him. Your turn, dear fellow. Two more and we can use our guns. There? Huh? Where? Two near trees, looking out to cabin. Ah. Uh, come on. We'll never get across the clearing without them seeing us. Can you throw the hatchet? Very good at throwing. You watch. Together. One, two, three. Oh, blast, fine bloody aim you've got. Quick. Barely see them now. Shoot them, for Lord's sake, don't miss. Shoot! Sugar and the queen, and they'll sit in 
lot of things and I've only just begun Cause the minute they speak is the minute that I run Ten clicks out to the border station I said, hey Six toes got three scalps that night. We carried Lieutenant Snow back to the cabin. That he was still alive was a miracle. It would have perhaps been better had he been dead. Amelia Mitchell did what she could for him, but he died in the early morning. When we returned to the Rosebud the next day, the Battle of Little Bighorn was over. As Lieutenant Snow had predicted, it had been a massacre. Custer's troops had been wiped out. Those other wounded under Major Reno's command were being carried aboard the riverboat, the Far West. I stood with Miss Mitchell and Captain Thomas, watching the wounded being carried aboard. Where will they take them, Captain Thomas? Down river to the hospital. Doesn't seem possible. Two of my best friends were with Custer. Porter, Sturgis, both gone. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. A terrible mistake. Yes. I imagine it was. Uh, you and Miss Mitchell will go with the wounded? Uh, Miss Mitchell will. I'll see you on board. You're not going? No, I don't think so. I see. And, uh, and you? I'll be able to help at the hospital. Then sooner or later there'll be a school out here. I'll teach again. Oh, you'll get married. There'll be other children besides those in your school. I don't know. What about you? I'll be sending my story to the London Times, then I'll go north. There's a town called Fort Benton. I hope we shall meet again, Mr. Kendall. I hope so, Miss Mitchell. Well, you'd better go aboard now. Good luck. Goodbye.
Well, we're going to go a tad bit over this week, but I wanted to give a special thank you to everybody who's hanging out in the chat with me all the way to the bitter end. These uh, Frontier Gentlemen stories are pretty fun, and there's always a, a, a kick or two that uh, crack me up here and there. But, uh, you know, he's got to wander off again, and so we, uh, we won't see him for a spell. Maybe he'll come back soon. Who knows? But, the, you know, the Frontier Gentleman's got other things to do, other places to see, other stories to tell. And so do I, actually. I got more uh, going on uh, uh, next week and the week after and on and on and on. I think we, we're finally getting around to some uh, Dr. Demento tributes uh, again. And uh, Oh, you know, I think we're going to do a, a, a little uh, a visit with uh, our, our good friend Arvo Zylo and, uh, on the 4th of July. M Mr. Mike Watts going to join us for an interview coming up soon. A lot of, lot of fun things happening. I, I, I do believe even Heather's got a, a program we're going to do together about circus folk, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, all sorts of fun things coming up uh, on the show. And uh, while we're out, let's just say thank you to uh, JM in Texas and uh, Arvo Zylo and Heather and Imaginos for all hanging out till way, way, way into the the wee hours of the evening. CP304, I do not think I said hello to you, and uh, you've been in the chat for a little while talking about skateboarding, which uh, I do uh, every once in a while hurt myself uh, thinking about. Man, my tailbone is aching right now. Ooh. H, oh yes, you are always uh, welcome in our chats and, and a lot of fun to have around too. Well, I don't want to stay uh, too uh, long because I got another uh, tune here I got to fit in before we uh, cl uh, close up shop. But uh, thanks for uh, listening in. Uh, always here on Sheena's Jungle Room and uh, WFMU, Mid Valley Mutations uh, from the Lava Lamp Lounge and all that. As we go way out west and enjoy these uh, western pursuits, Mitch and I here on Trigger. Now, y'all been uh, wonderful to me, so we're going to uh, not overstay our welcome and uh, head on out of. Thank you very much. We'll set up camp somewhere else, and, uh, well, the next time we got the old stew pot hanging over the fire pit, we'll, uh, we'll gather around and we'll do this again. Maybe even we'll have some good chow this time. Who can say? Oh, those sausages were good. Thank you very much, Sarkovka. I, I do appreciate a good sausage, but, uh, yeah, we could have used a little more. Anyway, uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, you guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, we wouldn't even be here. Be seeing you. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Jeanette Nolan, Lawrence Dobkin, Harry Bartell, and Junius Matthews. Music was composed by Jerry Goldsmith and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Join us again for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Johnny Jacobs speaking.
176 on that bright summer morn at the little big horn. The arrogant Costa caught a few licks when he tried to subdue the Cheyenne and Sue. He was confident he'd win the fight, but he underrated the Indian's might of White Bull, Iron Lightning, Swift Bear and a Gaul, Black Moon, a little wolf. Crazy horse and sitting bull, chief of them all. Oh, 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 sitting bull, chief of them all. Oh, the Indians tried to live in peace on that bright summer morn at the little big horn. They signed the treaty that war should cease. The white man was cold, he wanted gold. He killed all the buffalo. Destroyed the corn, even brought unknown diseases to the unborn of White Bull, Iron Lightning, Swift Bear and a Gaul, Black Moon, Little Wolf, yeah, Crazy Horse, and Sitting Bull, Chief of them all. Oh, oh, oh. oh Sitting Bull, Chief of them all. Costa's cavalry pressed the attack on that bright summer morn at the Little Big Horn. They thought they had driven the Indians back, but like a wave came an ocean of graves. Costa exclaimed to the noonday sun, Tell me where all these redskins is coming from. Like White Bull, Iron Lightning, Swift Bear and a Gaul, Black Moon, Little Wolf, yeah, a crazy horse and sitting bull, chief of them all. Oh, oh, oh. oh sitting bull, chief of them all. The dust settled down on that bright summer morn at the little big horn. The soldiers were spread all over the ground. The battle was done, the braves had won. Costa's men had fought their best. But the Indians had stood the test with white bull, iron lightning, swift bear and a gold, black moon, a little wolf, crazy horse. And sitting bull, chief of them all. Oh, 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 sitting bull, chief of them all. There was white bull, iron lightning, swift bear and a gold. A well, a black moon, a little wolf, crazy horse. I said, Look, I'm a star. Mid Valley. <laughs> 